The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing as the MotoGP series would be in the Netherlands, the Verizon IndyCar series returned to Road America, the NASCAR Camper Gold Truck series would be in Gateway, and the NASCAR Spring Cup series would hit the tight twists and turns of the Sonoma International Raceway. We'll get things rolling as the MotoGP series headed to the Netherlands for the Dutch Grand Prix. The race would be halted with 12 laps to go, as heavy rain in the area made it nearly impossible for riders to stay on their bikes. When the race restarted, many riders would have issues, including nine-time series champion Valentino Rossi, who would drop his bike and be forced to retire, losing ground in the championship standings. The race would see a surprise winner as Jack Miller on his Honda would take the checkered flag in a two-part race. Mark Marquez and Scott Redding would take the final two podium steps. The Verizon IndyCar series would be at the historic Road America Circuit in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, as the series would return after a decade of waiting. Will Power would look strong right from the start of the weekend as he would take the pole in qualifying and lead the field off the starting line. Power would dominate the race, leading 46 out of 50 laps and holding off the field on a late race restart to get his second win of 2016 Sunday afternoon. Tony Kanaan would come home in second after a hard charge late in the race, and Graham Rahal would take the final podium step. Here's what race winner Will Power had to say following his second win of the season. Yeah, it's uh, finally uh, back to my normal fitness level and, um, uh, you know, just the way I do things. It's obviously the start of the year was very tough for me. I couldn't train in the off-season, didn't do the first race, um, you know, and so my fitness really struck. I usually turn up the season very fit. This year I turned up way off where I normally am. So, you know, got my normal energy back and, you know, I can perform like I normally do. And that's the difference. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series would be in Gateway for the Driving for Lineman 200. William Byron would look like he was poised for another win before he would be caught up in a big crash at the front of the field that would also take out contenders like John Hunter Nemechek, Matt Crafton, Tyler Reddick, and many others. The crash would also ignite a fight between John West Townley and Spencer Gallagher after Townley would get heated from a previous incident. The two would exchange words and a few fists before officials were able to step in and break it up. When the race got back underway, Christopher Bell would be at the front of the field for the three-lap shootout for the win. Ben Rhodes would give it all he had but couldn't get near Bell as Christopher Bell would cruise to his second NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win. Here's what Bell had to say post-race. Oh, well, let me tell you, this uh, this win right here will make mine and Jerry's lives a w- way better going throughout the rest of the year. And uh, I think we've both kind of been stressed and uh, kind of on the nervous switch here for the last couple weeks just because, you know, we've been fast, but we just haven't been able to capitalize. And, uh, you know, I've been making a lot of mistakes lately and I've used my fair share of mulligans, but uh, tonight hopefully we got it all off our shoulders and uh, we can move on and uh, we just keep rolling them off. This is, uh, this is just the end. The NASCAR Sprint Cup Series would be in Sonoma for the Toyota Save Mart 350. Carl Edwards and A.J. Allmendinger would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag on a sunny Sunday afternoon. Clint Boyer would bring out the first yellow flag for an incident on track after his number 15 five-hour energy Chevrolet would catch fire, forcing Boyer to get out of the car and sideline for the remainder of the race. The final incident of the day would come with just around 15 laps remaining as Michael McDowell would lose power in his 95 K-Love Chevrolet. Unlike on an oval, it's incredibly hard to make it back to pit lane on a road course 
surface, and McDowell would do the best he could to pull off of the racing surface, but NASCAR didn't think it was safe enough and threw the yellow flag so crews could remove McDowell's car. This would set up the final restart of the day as the sound of speed pre-race pick Tony Stewart would lead Martin Truex Jr. as they took the final green flag of the day. Stewart would open up a gap to second place as Denny Hamlin and Truex would fight it out for the runner-up spot. Hamlin would finally clear Truex and start tracking down the 14 of Stewart. On the final lap, Hamlin would give Stewart a nudge, heading into turn 7, sliding him wide, and allowing Hamlin to take the lead on the final lap. But on the final turn, Hamlin would run a little wide, allowing Stewart to get his car under Hamlin's. Coming out of the final turn, Stewart would repay the earlier nudge, shoving Hamlin into the wall and cruising to the checkered flag. Hamlin would be forced to settle for second, Joey Logano would come home in third, and Carl Edwards and Martin Truex Jr. would round out the top five in the Toyota Save Mart 350. This would be Stewart's first win in three years. Just like Jeff Gordon, he managed to get a win in his final season. But what made this win really special is everything Tony had to overcome to get here. From his broken legs and Kevin Ward's death, which were followed by investigations and lawsuits, to a spine injury to kick off this season. Stewart really earned this win, and here's what he had to say post-race. When I went down in seven, the second to last lap, I wheel hopped it pretty big, and, and Denny got right to us there. And um, we held him off through the, the rest of the lap and the first half of the last lap, and but he was really close to us off of four and enough that I knew I couldn't, I couldn't help but cheat the corner. And I gave him the whole outside. If he wanted to go around me on the outside, I was going to give him all the room he wanted, but I wasn't going to give him the inside. So... Uh, um, but I went down and wheel hopped it again, and, and he saw it from the lap before, and he knew to, he knew to take advantage of that. So, um, you know, I assume he did. I he, he got us there. So, um, you know, but that's when he went by us. I mean, I that was probably the one thing I was most proud of is I didn't panic and jump in the gas and spin the tires real hard trying to stay with him and just tried to get off the corner like I had and tried to just stay with him through through the corner there and get through ten and thought maybe we could stay close enough that we could have a shot back at him and uh you know when he went into 11 i i was probably more surprised than anybody i didn't couldn't believe i mean as good as he was breaking into 11 all day i couldn't believe he missed the corner and they said he wheel hopped it but um i I was shocked that the door was open like that but you can't crack the door open with me on the last corner of the last lap and expect me to not take it (laughs) I was going to kick the door in or drive a bulldozer through it to, to keep it open. So, uh, you know, I, when you're in a scenario like that, you, I don't know if I'm going to get another scenario or opportunity to, to win a race the rest of the year. And we're going to try. But, you know, knowing that that could be the difference between making the chase or not making the chase, I wasn't going to be cordial on the exit of the corner. And I roughed him up pretty good there. And, if it had been a street fight, he'd had two black eyes after that. So, I mean, I used him up pretty hard. But, um, you know, it, probably one of the best parts and one of the parts that I'll probably remember most of this race was before I got to victory lane and Denny leaning in there. And the first thing he said is, I'm I'm so damn proud of you. And, um, you know, that, that meant the world to me. I mean, I told him right after that, I said, you know, I had to do that. And he goes, I know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it it just shows what kind of guys we're racing with and, and the respect we all have for each other. It's, you know, what's on the line, you know, what's at stake. And, you know, especially at a place like this, when it comes down to, to turn 11, I mean, that's where all the action is anyway. So, uh, points as NASCAR heads from the twists and turns of Sonoma to the high banks of Daytona. Kevin Harvick leads Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano rounds out the top five in the driver's point standings. Denny Hamlin fought hard but came up just one corner short of the win. Here's what the driver of the number 11 FedEx Toyota Camry had to say post-race. Yeah, uh, you know, we you know we had a really good car. Um, obviously the best road course car I've had. 
<clears throat> and um, led some laps. It was very competitive. Um, yeah, I had a bad restart, uh, and the 78 got biased. I don't know if we got a bad one, but Tony got a real good one, or that outside line, or the inside line got a good start. That allowed Martin to get around me, and I just burned up way too much of my tires trying to get back around him. And um, obviously that last run, my car was <laughs> the worst it was all day. I uh, just didn't have any forward drive, probably because I was burning them up trying to get uh, to Tony and, and, and around Martin. But, you know, just uh, like like you heard Tony say, you know, I thought with two two or three to go, he, he pretty much had it. Uh, but he made a couple mistakes and allowed us to get uh, pretty close. And then, um, you know, we just uh, – we both wheel hopped into seven. And I just let off my wheel hop a little bit so I could get to his rear bumper and get him, you know, out of the groove just a touch. Uh, it was perfectly executed, but, you know, I was going through the S's knowing that I needed to get the biggest gap that I could going in seven. Um and, uh, you know, when he was, I think, two two back or so, going in seven. And, um, you know, I just I didn't run a low enough line in turn uh, uh, 11. Um, from wheel hopping in, in turn seven, I got the rears hot. Wheel hopped it a little bit again, uh, got out of line, and uh, obviously gave him uh, the inside line. And once I knew uh, he had position and, and we had a wall on the other side of us that I knew pretty good chance that we were going to go in the wall. So... Um, you know, I don't think he was going to leave it to chance uh, a, a drag race at the you know coming off turn eleven. So, you know, great fun race. I mean, we were fortunate to be in that position. Uh, we definitely had a car that uh, could and should have won this weekend. The NASCAR Spring Cup Series heads to Daytona for some super speedway racing Saturday night under the lights. Join me as I get you set up for the Coke Zero Four Hundred just hours before the green flag is set to fly. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page where you can find the latest edition of The Sound of Speed, along with all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Check out the blog, and you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free, and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for tonight. Don't forget to join me Saturday evening to get set up for Daytona and the Coke Zero 400 as the NASCAR Spring Cup Series gears up to go super speedway racing under the lights. Sparks are sure to fly. Until then... Thanks for listening, and have a great week, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.